you are listening to the wild soul podcast a podcast for the wild ones join me your host queen namaste as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path from wild inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between because really who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum beautiful wild souls. This is the Wild Soul Podcast and coming at you with a brand new episode. If this episode leaves you feeling inspired or helps you in any ways, please feel free to share it to your social media. Maybe take a screenshot of the episode, share it with your friends and fam or whoever you think would benefit from it. Thank you for coming back and listening. And if it is your first time, this is the podcast where we talk about all things wild, where people come on who dance the beat of their own drum and are leaders and shaking up the planet, leveling up and vibrating higher, shifting the consciousness. So thank you for being here. I appreciate every single one of you. And today you get to meet my bestie, Megan. Megan and I met earlier this year in 2020 and our paths are just so aligned in so many ways and they were so parallel before we met and as soon as we met, we just clicked and we knew that we were soul sisters going to do amazing things together and just be great friends for one another. So we were talking. She's like, we should do a podcast together. We should do a podcast together. I'm like, yeah, I know. And it just never worked out, which is funny because we now live together. However, we finally got it to happen. And let's just say we have fun. Um, if you don't know, which I'm pretty sure you do know if you've been listening to this podcast, I have been open about my experience with plant medicine and Megan and I are really open and honest about our plant medicine experiences on this episode and we also talk about um, self-love, we talk about getting out of the boxes that society puts us in, like learning to really know who you are and if you are in any form of abusive relationships, looking for the warning signs and how to bounce out and bounce back into your divine self. Yeah, I'm so excited. We have a lot of laughs in this episode. We swear a little bit because we're just chilling and hanging out as buds. So if you get offended, maybe not the episode for you, but I would suggest you just tune in anyways and listen to something that you might not normally. So with that being said, enjoy the episode. Please leave a review. If you like it, share it and go follow Megan. Her stuff is in the show notes and at the end of the episode. Love you all. Have a wonderful week. Finally. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My mother's full of chocolate. (laughs) What's your last name? Golan Blasky. Do you want me to say that? Did I say it? Golan Blasky. Yeah. Golan Blasky. I said that, right? Yeah. Golan Blasky. Golan Blasky. Megan Golan Blasky. Golan Blasky. Welcome to the Wild Soul Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sup, bitch. Sup, bitch. (laughs) Hi. Hi. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, no big deal. It's not like I live here or anything. <laughs> well, you live here. Sometimes. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways. <laughs> Welcome, my BFF, to the Wild Soul Podcast. Who are you, Megan? Oh my god, you're asking me this question. <laughs> that is the question. The I question ask. she asks all people. Who, who are you? Who, who are you? Yes. <laughs> 
seems fitting as we have our starlight on. Yeah. Um, who am I? Fuck. I don't even know sometimes. That's <laughs> 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 funny. It's true. Honestly, I don't know who I am sometimes. And you know what? You don't have to be the same person you were five minutes ago. You can, like, change. <laughs> so in the, says, the Gem- <laughs> says the Gemini in the room. Oh, God. It's a problem. It's a problem. Let me just have some more chocolate. Um, I am also a wild soul, I would say. It's probably why I don't really identify with anything particularly. Because I feel like by putting myself in a box... I hate when people say that though. Like it's like you know what I mean. It's like you're, who are you? And it's like oh well, you know I'm a engineer. And it's like no, I didn't ask you what you do. Mm-hmm. I asked you who you are. And yeah, I don't know from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> it changes on a daily basis. Yeah, it's like are you a human? I don't know. Maybe I could be a hybrid. I like... could also be a sim. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Did you play that game? No, I never played. You that never game. played The Sims. I never played Sims, but I feel like we might be Sims. Honestly, <laughs> how wild would that be? Because yeah, you have you've heard it when they're like, oh yeah, you are not your thoughts, right? You've heard that before. Yeah, right? I've heard You're that a hundred million times. It's, it's like, like okay, yeah, the where are the thoughts coming from? Like maybe it's the programmer who is playing us right now is actually giving us those thoughts. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> it's like what does Shaman Durek say? It's like old ancestors or whatever that are talking to you. He says a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that one, though. What do you I mean? I can't remember. It was like it was like the thoughts in your head are oh, just people are just, just like are just mm-hmm. like influences or ancestors from your past that are talking to you. Or sometimes it's like he says the negative thoughts that you have, and like you think you're talking to yourself. Are like actually, people, yeah. it's people from like underworld or whatever. the underworld that are trying to get to, to the light. Yes. Yes. So interesting. Yes. So interesting. <laughs> so, but yes, I have heard that thought of, or that idea of like, your thoughts are not your own thoughts. And I've read, um, when I read the surrender experiment by Michael Singer, I just bought that on Audible. So oh my God. It's it. so good. Yeah. I actually finished reading it at this time last year. And it, uh, to me, I recommended it to another couple that I met when I was traveling and they actually like months later, thanked me in an Instagram post and I literally met them for like all of like three hours of my life and it's pretty cool how you can like recommend shit like that to people and then they remember you for that but yeah I finished reading the surrender experiment and Michael Singer um talks about well because he also read the or wrote the untethered soul too and in the untethered soul he talks about like I think I haven't actually read it but he I think he talks about like his meditation practice but he also alludes to his meditation practice in the surrender experiment too and how he spends like how he got into meditation and how basically how it started was he started talking about or he one day he was sitting on the couch with his friend and he's like do you ever wish that the fucking voices in your head would just shut the fuck up sometimes. And so then he spent like a bunch of years of his life trying to figure out how to get the voices in his head to shut the fuck up. And he succeeded. And then in the process of that, like realized that's by surrendering into life, like allowing life to guide you rather than you trying to make choices within your own life. So it's like anytime life presented you with a situation or him with a situation, he would just like dive headfirst into that, whatever it is. He's like, 
maybe I don't have free choice. Maybe things are already programmed for me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe I should just go the route like that the universe basically wants me to go. And it, he ends up becoming like, I'll let you read the book, but it's fucking wild. Interesting. I have literally about six minutes left on Audible of The Untethered Soul. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just listening to it yesterday. It actually really helped me for what I was going on with. Like I could just read or listen to it. And I was like, okay, okay. Just like be in the moment. And then there's a chapter that talks about death. <clears throat> And it's like, be friends with death. And literally, like, every minute, you're closer to death. And I'm like, holy fuck. I feel I mean, like... true, though. I feel like... I don't know. I feel like we've done enough plant medicine at this point <laughs> to realize that death is just, like... It's just another stage. Yeah. You know? Like, I feel like plant medicine has shown me that there is there is more out there. I agree. Yeah. There's been times where I've done mushrooms before and I'm literally I'm like I could just die and it'd be okay and I'm like sinking into the grass and I'm like it'll be fine they're using mushrooms now they're doing like clinical trials with psilocybin which is the active component in mushrooms for anyone that doesn't know (laughs) for anyone who's not privy to know that information (laughs) or doesn't do plant medicine (laughs) in the fucking degenerate way that we do Um, (laughs) we are not degenerates we're fine (laughs) We're fine, okay? No, I basically went to this freaking, what did you just say? Trials? Literally, that's what that they were trying to do, the one that I went to where they made oh, me do 6.5. Wow. Well, because they were writing shit down, and I felt like an experiment. Uh, well, and this you guy probably was like, were an experiment. Yeah. But they're I, actually using it in near-death patients. So people mm. who are terminally ill, like cancer patients or whatever, have yeah. terminal, terminal diseases, they're using psilocybin um, to allow them to gain a, I guess, a... Uh, like a comfort level with death and like out of all the trials that they've done I was I was reading it's like legit scientific research that they've done and Mm -hmm. they're finding that psilocybin helps people to cope with death and that they they felt like they were they were okay with dying essentially after doing it in higher quantities which I think is really fucking cool also microdosing psilocybin is great Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely fantastic. I would highly recommend anyone to do it. <laughs> Just making the drug pusher. Sorry. Kayo, <laughs> <laughs> did we really answer the question of who you are? We're just talking about mushrooms. I don't know who I am. Megan doesn't know. Who are you? Ooh, who are, are you? you? <laughs> All right, cool. I don't know. Maybe I'm like, I'm, maybe I am the little caterpillar guy in uh, Alice in Wonderland that says, who are you? you? No, I actually, I, I don't, I don't like to box myself in. I feel like at one point in my life, I did that so much that mm. now I'm out of, I'm out of that, those labels and those boxes. Um, yeah, I feel like for a, a long time, I kind of played a part and yeah, I, I basically put myself in boxes. And so now when you ask me who I am, I'm kind of like, well, I'm whoever I want to be, whenever I want to be that person. <laughs> so it depends on the situation. Right. You know what I mean? It's a great answer. Yeah, I don't like to box myself in. No. What What was the box that you put yourself in before? Oh, God. <laughs> there were the people that don't know you. I mean, I know. Oh, God. I've so... heard it. But <laughs> So we're the same age, and you <laughs> have had a different experience with than me in, in the form of uh, marriage <laughs> and relationships yes so okay so Bitch was I, married. and you're gonna sign your divorce papers tomorrow i am signing woo, my woo, divorce woo. papers tomorrow yes so mm. i um i was in a relationship from the time i was 18 or almost 19 
until uh, 27 with the same person. Oh, that long? Yeah, we were together for eight and a half years or so. That's wild. And you changed so much in your 20s. Sorry to interrupt you. It's, it's like so that. true. Yeah. Um, so I also got... so. Yeah, I've I was with him from the time I was almost nineteen until twenty seven. So yeah, about eight and a half years, <clears throat> and then um, I got married when I was twenty two. I don't know about you. <laughs> like yeah, I think about that now. I'm like my sister's twenty two, and I'm like Jesus Christ, I was married. <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking? I actually have that I like that thought. I'm like like I don't even I don't know I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, when I was 22, there was no way in hell I was getting married. That's it. That's it. So I was married for almost five years. Um, My ex-husband and I were married for four and a half. Um, He's not a bad guy. We just were not aligned in our values. And... Um, so why do you think you married someone that wasn't aligned in the same values as you? Because I didn't know myself at the time. Okay. And also, I feel like in society, there are so many... um, I don't know. I feel like society pushes us to to check boxes. Like, mm-hmm. like okay, so for instance, I'm 18. I graduated high school, and then it was like, okay, now it's time to like go get a career, go to college. So I did that. I went to college, mm-hmm. and I basically went into a degree program. I, I, I'm really thankful that I went into what I went into because I'm still working in that field now. But yeah. but thinking back in hindsight, I'm like, I didn't have any fucking idea what I was doing. Like, none. Yeah. I was like, no clue. I was like, oh, I like PE. Okay, we'll go there. PE. So, like, yeah, I have, so I have a degree in PE. <laughs> For anyone it sounds listening, better. It sounds let better. That, when let that sink in. I have a degree in fucking PE. Sounds better when you say physical education. Well, yeah. Okay, fine. Physical education, kinesiology, if you must. But yes, I I have a degree in PE. But I I I did my degree program. Um, right before I started my degree program, I met my ex husband, and um, I prior to that had been in two serious relationships. So like I. Honestly, I jumped from relationship to relationship to relationship. And I think for a long time I was very codependent. And so I didn't know any different, right? It was just like, oh, like some boy's showing me attention. Let's go there, you know? And and not really knowing myself well enough or having enough self-love, self-trust, self-friendship, whatever. Um, just kind of jumped into that with both feet, lost myself, and didn't realize it at the time. But again, it's like that thing, you know, you get into a long-term relationship with somebody and it's like what's the next thing that you do right it's like okay next thing get get engaged and get married right and then after that it's like okay like buy a house or have kids or whatever whatever there's like always boxes right and so for me that's that's basically what happened I went to college got married you know and then for a long time my ex-husband was really wanting kids and I was just like no 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 like thank god you said no well I it's not honestly it's not that I even said no I was I was always just like pushing it off and I was like oh maybe in a year oh maybe in a year oh maybe in a year for like forever and he was like okay Megan like what the fuck when are we gonna have kids you know what I mean and then finally right before we split up I was actually um I'll get to that but we were we were planning on having kids in like the January following and we split up in December of 2018 so we were planning on having like starting to try to have kids in January of 2019 in hindsight I'm like holy fuck did I ever dodge a bullet there right do you imagine no like no disrespect no disrespect to him I just I can't but like you'd have a child right now but like I that would be that would be like self-betrayal because I did not want kids 
at at that time and I'm still in a position I'm definitely in a position now where I'm I'm like eh, I'm like indifferent about kids at this point um but it was something he really wanted he really wanted a family he really wanted to like you know have the big house and the white picket fence and like the day job and all that shit and I was just like I just want to like go like to Bali and meet new people and stay in hostels and party <laughs> like that was where I was at and so um yeah well because you never got that like no. when you're 19 you're 19 those are your prime fucking years and you're like yeah I'm just gonna get married instead yeah. like what the fuck so yeah obviously you'd want to go party too and I, I hear I see that in other relationships like I know someone you know them what they they were high school sweethearts and then literally spent forever together and now they're like in their 40s and like one of them had like a fucking midlife crisis because like the their wife was the only person that they ever slept with and it's like like you know like that's why people lose their shit sometimes because they don't do the full exploration before exactly exactly so and it's so funny so um this is this is essentially what happened so i my ex-husband and I were, again, we were married for about four and a half years when we eventually split up. But what happened, what the catalyst was for us splitting up was, I mean, it, it was like in my soul, like it was like a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was not, I was not happy and deep down, like I was not happy in that relationship because I, I knew I was, I was sacrificing a lot for myself. Like I, I hadn't experienced the things that I wanted to experience. Um, and I was basically pretending, going through the motions and pretending like everything was like a-okay, you know? And what happened was right before we split up, my mom, um, my mom took me on a trip to Aruba and she was like, Hey, like, I want to take you on a trip. Just me and you, like mom, daughter, whatever. Um, we're going to go for a couple weeks and go to Aruba together. And I was like, Oh shit. Well, okay. This is awesome. I asked my ex-husband if, um, if you know it was okay if I went and he was like yeah absolutely and like at that time Zika was an issue and we were wanting right. to try for kids right? right so it was like okay go to Aruba when I get back then I had to wait two months before we could try for kids and so like I put a date in my calendar like I'm not even joking I was like okay like December 29th I can like start for kids we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't fucking get there but <laughs> but I went on this trip with my mom and it was just like for me I guess being there and just enjoying my mom was also recently divorced at that time like my my mom and my dad had recently split up and she was like living her fucking life like going for it right like drinking having fun flirting dancing doing all the things and so when we were in Aruba we went out and like we drank and we sat on the beach and we had so much fun and I honestly I would just remember feeling like so free and and then I I um I, yeah, one night I was out with my mom and actually a couple locals took us out, which was super, super fun. And I don't know, like we were just on the beach and it's like the middle of the night and we're having drinks and stuff. And I, the whole time I could think of is like, holy fuck, I have not lived my life. Like I haven't lived my life. Like I want to do this. I want to be able to go and like party under the moon with, with my friends or even just by myself or with strangers, whoever it is. I don't know. It's like, I'm, I, but I haven't lived my life. Like I'm going to go home. And then now it's like, let's have kids. Like I was like, no, like, I, I, <laughs> this is not my life I was like you know it's like I I basically woke up one day and I was like I the life I created for myself was not my own it was basically I made choices for everybody else um which realizing realizing that I was like uber codependent right in my life and yeah I don't I don't know at that point I just I 
I couldn't do it anymore. And so when I got back from my trip um, with my mom, I, I literally, I, I just couldn't play along. I, I couldn't play anymore. And so I had to have a hard conversation with my ex and it basically came down to exactly what I told you. And it's basically like, we just didn't have the same values. And I said that to him, I'm like, you, you know what? We just, we are not seeing eye to eye on things in life. Like we don't have the same goals in life. I was like, you want house, kids you want a dog you want to work nine to five you want to like go on you know vacations every once in a while i want to take a fucking backpack to southeast asia for three months and get lost like and that was the difference between the two of us and um and he was very hurt and you know what i in hindsight like it hurt me too because we are really close friends and when you spend that much of your 20s with somebody that's a huge piece of your identity that you don't realize you've developed alongside that person. And so for me, it was like really like an unbecoming of like everything. Not only that, but then I'd also become really close with his family. Like I was, um, I was really close with his sisters. I watched his sister give birth. Like it was, it was crazy. Like, um, I haven't spoken to any of them. Well, I've spoken to his one sister. Her and I still chat from time to time, um, but other than that, like the rest of his family, I, I don't speak to, and and I get it. They they were really hurt when I left, and I didn't know how to leave either. That was the other thing is that I didn't know how to say goodbye, and so I kind of just left without really saying goodbye. But it's like, how do you how do you do that? Yeah. How do you how do you end a relationship that's ten years long? You were married to that person, and then how do you break up with their family too? Like I feel like that's honestly sometimes the hardest part about it um so for me that yeah that was like a that was a big thing but then (laughs) what happened was so we broke up and then I because I had been feeling so I guess uh, stifled in my life or repressed in my life for so long you went wild I went went the fucking opposite direction (laughs) And really screwed up my life. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> thinking, thinking about it. <laughs> I really screwed I really, up my life. I really fucked you up my really. I really fucked up my own life, but in, in hindsight it was all it was all for me at the end of the day. Yeah. That's what we say in the spiritual world anyway. <laughs> to fucking cop out for your lessons, oh, you know? God. We're all spiritual. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Regardless, I ended up getting into a really awful relationship with um, someone who was a alcoholic and drug addict. Um, it was... It was and it, for, and it, and it, yeah. It's so great, though. It's so Honestly, great. Best best experience yeah. in hindsight uh-huh. of my life uh-huh. and taught me a fucking hell of a lot about myself and about relationships and about honestly it was the best lesson of self-love I've ever been given mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. anyway the first few months with this person was great I had a blast I had so much fun I went to Vegas I drank all the time I like was partying like a crazy person and that was what I wanted at the time because I had never done that mm-hmm. right so really it was pretty fun mm-hmm. and and um and yeah i mean life was was good for a while and then it just got so bad like it just it went from from really fun to like really really fucking ugly to really really fucking ugly real quick <laughs> and in that process um you know i suffered a lot of um emotional verbal i did have some physical abuse as well um with this particular person um 
And what I guess I realized in that period of time, again, is just like how codependent I was because I went from one relationship to the next relationship to the next relationship for like years and years and years and years. And um, yeah, so for me, it was just it was just uh, going through all of that abuse. And, um, you know, I ended up losing my job. Like I got fired from my job. Um, I lost a bunch of weight because I was super stressed out. Uh yeah, basically, like, I completely neglected myself. Like, I got to a point where I was, I got to a point where I was suicidal because it was, it was so bad. And at, there was a point, I remember there was a point in time, um, at the time I had, I had a, a dog. <laughs> Anyone who follows me on Instagram probably would know that I had a, a wonderful puppy at one point. And um, at this time, he was maybe, like, four or five months old and I just remember you know laying on my bathroom floor of my house and basically just like not knowing what the purpose was of me continuing to live and making a choice in that moment either I was to stay in this relationship that I was in and and die and completely just neglect myself or get out of the relationship and save myself and I chose to I chose to save myself and it was the hardest thing I've ever done um so that involved me having to move back to my dad's who doesn't live in the lower mainland so I you know that was a hard that was a hard thing for me to do um I I packed up literally all of my stuff uh in that week and then um moved back up to to his place and I stayed with him um for about three or four months and in that time literally just like on a day-to-day basis had to choose you know things I I basically chose one thing a day that I would commit to doing so like at one point it was like okay get up and brush your teeth (laughs) and then you know it was like once I felt comfortable doing certain things then I would add on to it so it's like okay get up brush your teeth and you know make yourself breakfast or like I had to have almost a routine did you have um, a job then or you just went I was working so I was working under the table for my dad oh okay <laughs> yeah so I was able to at least make some money during that time which was really I was really I felt really fortunate to be able to do that and so basically I, I paid off a bunch of debt like paid, paid off my credit card at the time too so because my ex was into drugs he had borrowed money from me um and he owed me a bunch of money <laughs> I ended up getting I ended up getting it back, which I was very I'm very fortunate and very thankful. A lot of people that end up in relationships like that they do not get their money back. I ended up getting mine back, thankfully. Um, And yeah, uh, yeah. So from there, I basically you know would work or whatever for a few hours a day for my dad. um, Was able to put some money away, pay off some debts, kind of thing, and then. and then I had an opportunity pop up to work for Club Med. Do you know who, do you know what Club Med is? Yeah. So anyone who doesn't know what Club Med is, it they have like a, a bunch of different cruise ships and different resorts and stuff like that in the Caribbean and like South America and Mexico and stuff like that that they that they run. Um, they're a French resort company, um, and my cousin worked for them for for years. And so basically, I had an in with him, and I. I got an interview with them and um, then was basically accepted into their pool of people that they could then call on or whatever. Hey, like, are you free to, to go to this place for six months or whatever? And I was really torn between going and working for them or going and traveling back to Bali. So I had been to Bali 
two years prior, I went to Bali for the first time and it like changed my life. <laughs> you know, Bali's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I, 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 I intuitively I felt like maybe I needed to go back because the last time that I had gone there was like a, a really just like big transformation for myself and and just learning more about myself and and healing myself in ways and I felt like that might be the place to go since I was in dire need of healing myself. Um, so it was kind of torn between going to Club Med or going to Bali and it was funny the day I got I got a call from Club Med like early September of uh, 2019 being like, hey, like we'd love you to go and work in our resort in Extapa, Mexico for six months. Like, how do you feel about this contract? Blah, blah, blah. And I immediately was like, this is not what I want. <laughs> and like right in that instant decided, no, nope, I actually don't want to do that at all. And the same day booked my flights to Bali. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that you got or did that. Yeah. So I, um, I ended up, um, yeah, just intu- intuitively, I knew. I was like, intuitively, I knew. I'm like, I didn't want to be doing that. Because six months, we would. I would have, have been, cr- and we n- wouldn't have met not if only, you did that. Not only that, but coronavirus started. Oh yeah. So I was like, intuitively, I knew like something wasn't right there. I was like, ah, no, this doesn't seem like the right choice, right? And then I booked my flight to Bali. Went to Bali for a month. Um, in November, all of November last year, I actually was leaving Bali on this day last year to come home. So it's been a whole year since I've been back. Um, But yeah, it turned out to be like the best decision I ever made. (laughs) Cause then I went to Bali and I traveled by myself, which is totally what I wanted to do. And yeah, like fucking life is wild. And yeah, I met met my my girlfriend Deidre over there. We just had the best time. I can't wait to go with you. I know, I can't wait to go to Bali. Miss it. I know. It's so good. Bali. So after so this is crazy. So anyway, went to Bali, was great, life changing. Met some met some met some people there that were were super fun. Um had a really good time by myself. (laughs) Uh and then came back and just like had again like a completely fresh perspective on life. Felt really strong within myself when I came back too because I, I really kind of I guess sorted through a lot of trauma while I was there like you know stuff with my past relationship like the abuse that I had suffered and and like at this point I don't even really think about it um at that point it was like really fresh so um it was it was still tough at times but then I uh yeah I came back December I had no job (laughs) I had nothing like literally nothing I came back and I was like I have no fucking idea what I'm gonna do with my life (laughs) worked in like six like six months so I started staying I started staying with my mom I ended up getting a job at Browns mm-hmm. uh, I didn't start until January but I got a job at Browns which is how we met mm-hmm. um and then um I also started uh talking to Anthony who is my boss now at Engineered Bodies and he had told me before I left for Bali because I was I was occasionally dropping in for weightlifting at the gym um he's like hey when you get back from your trip come talk to me and we'll see what we can do kind of thing for you. Right? You're doing okay. You're doing fine. Okay. Okay. And and he's like, we'll see what we can do for you. And, uh, you know, I might be looking to hire a coach, whatever. So anyway, I gave him a call when I came back and I'm like, hey, Anthony, are you still looking to hire a coach? Because I'm I'm interested in, in, you know, doing that and whatever. And so then in January, I started my onboarding process with Engineer Bodies. And then by February, I was actually on the roster coaching and I've been coaching there ever since. Um, hmm. 
So it's pretty fresh then. Yeah, I, I only started to engineer bodies in February. I've known Anthony for quite a few years, though. We've known each other. What's up, Anthony? Probably, <laughs> probably 2018, maybe early 2018. Um, funny enough, I actually met him through Deidre. So um, Deidre uh, was my business coach for a while. And when I was r- originally starting my own personal training company, she was like, hey, you should go and chat with Anthony. He's a great guy. I feel like you guys would really, you know, kind of hit it off. Clearly, she was right. <laughs> yeah, so good connection yeah. made there for sure. Um, and now I consider him a good friend. Um, and obviously, he's, he's my mentor and my boss too. So that's awesome. But yeah, uh, and then end of December, and this was what's too crazy is I feel like this, this totally set my, my year off was that I had finished, uh, or I went to a, a party and one of my friends, <clears throat> boyfriends had some magic mushrooms there and we were talking about how, um, or I was talking to him about how I had been wanting to do like a spiritual journey using mushrooms or like using some sort of plant medicine and at this point i have never done anything wow you've done so much in a year (laughs) (laughs) don't tell people so um there's nothing else to do in quarantine like honestly if we're not able to travel actually then we travel inward okay (laughs) so we travel using plants so anyway, no, it was funny. So I just, um, this was just after I got back from Bali. I went to a Christmas party. My friend's boyfriend had mushrooms. We had this conversation. And literally five days later, five fucking days later, I got invited to an, a plant medicine ceremony um, mm-hmm. using um, San Pedro. And I was like so shocked at how fucking quickly I manifested that experience and then I went and I had that experience and it was the it was life like life-changing and also really helped me sort through again some like more of my trauma that I had around my ex-relationship and stuff like that and then um obviously this year we met each other 2020 we met each in other. 2020 we met each other but like you know February-ish or whatever we and hung out one time, and it was like in March, I think it was March, right? But like before, right before, before everything shut down, before, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the weekend before everything shut down. We were like, we I'm like, I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, Shannon, yeah. I really want to try doing San Pedro again, and you were like, oh fuck, like I know someone that hosts ceremonies, yeah, basically, and <laughs> we won't say who that is because it's a secret. <laughs> and true. but it was it was super funny because you ended up like kind of referring me to. this particular group Mm -hmm. um because it wasn't i i didn't do san pedro the first time with the same group although they are kind of interconnected (laughs) yeah everyone's connected but in that in that circle for sure but and then we ended up um or i ended up going to a san pedro circle and meeting all of a bunch of your friends and then you and i also did mushrooms over covid (laughs) like the lockdown in covid (laughs) dude (laughs) mushrooms like got me through the lockdown if it wasn't for (laughs) legit if it wasn't for mushrooms because I had in April it was like really bad because I was like with you sitting on the fucking floor like I don't want to continue on and I'm like what's the point of me being here I literally had that thought and it was a really low part point of my life I had like nowhere to go I remember it was like, and then we talked about moving in together <laughs> at that point in fucking April or March mm-hmm. or whenever it was end of March, end of March when we did the mushroom. Well, yeah, trip. it was 
um, March 30th. I remember the day. Yeah, it was. It was. Wasn't March it like 30th. a full moon? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was a full mm-hmm. moon. Yeah, wow. Full, moon, full yeah. circle. <laughs> full circle. And now look at us. We've been fucking living together since July. Yes. It's so great. <laughs> it's so great. Honestly, because I was like, I don't know you can live with anyone after this shit I went through. And it was wild because, I don't know. I don't even know if I've talked about this on the podcast with my ear. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll do it. <clears throat> solo episode like ah, fucking crazier but I moved like three times oh and my then god I even moved, yes. I moved I'm like nope I don't need a roommate like Megan yeah maybe we're supposed to live together but I'm like eh, I don't need to be on my own and then I get a place on my own and literally you we're really over there ejected ejected out of it 28 <laughs> days I was there and they're like yo the house sold you have to leave on the 28th of June I was and like, I was like guess we better look for a place together <laughs> just at the same time my mom was like hey you can't be staying in the apartment anymore because oh, I want to get rid of it and then it just like the timing worked out and I told you earlier in the year I was like I was like we're meant to live together and we manifested this place like crazy to a T and how it happened was just so magical and the the way that we like yeah the way that we came upon the place Uh what the place is like yeah it has literally everything we asked for yeah literally everything magical Mm mm-hmm Yes. We're, we're magical. Yeah. We are. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I guess, Kate, bring it all, bring it all back to the... <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, Shannon is high as fuck. No, <laughs> We decided to do a little bit of mushrooms before this podcast. So I'm like talking to Megan and I'm like, your face is changing. Are you feeling it? She's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> so, so I can still function. Can you? Yes. What is something that you could, because, okay, you had like two really crazy back-to-back relationships. Yes. Not really knowing yourself and then like, yeah, being in like an abusive one and like I kind of had similar situations. That's why we also like really connected too and you helped me with that. So it's like, what could you say or give advice to people who are in a relationship like that where it's like they don't know if they're like being manipulated or if it's like, you know, borderline abusive or actually physically abusive? Well, first and foremost, if it's abusive, just leave because the abuse will never stop. It will never end. You can think it will get better, but it will not. It will not. It will not. Just just get out. And and not only that, but why would you want to be with somebody who's abusive towards you? Why? But sometimes people don't realize that they're being abusive. Okay, maybe. So if you've had that yeah. conversation with them at like one time, because all it should take is one time, hey, you're being abusive towards me and I don't appreciate it. Yeah. That's 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 it, right? They don't get to decide whether or not their behavior is abusive towards you either, right? You can at the end of the day, if you think that their behavior is offensive and they're not willing to listen to you, that's not your person. Exactly. Right? So also physical abuse should never be tolerated. If someone is ever physical, physically abusive to you, just get the fuck out. There's no, there's no reason why someone, someone that hits you or manhandles you or chokes you or does whatever, pulls your hair, doesn't matter. That person does not love you. They do not love you. And if they do love you, they're so hurt themselves that they don't know what they're even fucking doing, right? They, <laughs> yeah. they might love you, like, in hindsight, whatever, but they don't love themselves enough at that point. And so they're not, they're not capable of being in a relationship. So in either case, you should not be with that person. And really, that was what my situation was, was that the person I was with was just so... They had so much self-hate. Mm-hmm. 
they they had so much self-hate and and self-destruction against themselves they were not capable of loving themselves let alone loving someone else right and that's it. it it's what it comes down to you if you can yourself. if you cannot if you don't love yourself first you are not capable of giving your love to anybody else it is not possible it's just not um, it's be like an empty vessel. Yeah, it's just it's just not it's not possible. So yeah, my advice is if you're in an abusive relationship in any way, shape, or form, honestly, if it's if it's verbal or or you know emotional or whatever, I mean, you can try having a conversation. But generally, if someone that you're with is abusing you in any way, it's it's likely because they they don't love you truly. Right, someone who loves you won't do that to you. Fucking tough reality, people. It's it's honestly <laughs> it it's a really tough one for people to swallow, mm-hmm. and yeah, I um I had to learn the hard way. Unfortunately, I had to learn by you know, it's funny because I I feel like the signs for me got to be so big. It was like they started off small. It was like small things here and there, yeah, like like you know, like him not coming home at nighttime, or you know, me finding little bits of drugs in the house or whatever, like little things, right? And then... It's like, should be red flag, flag, red flag, red flag that you ignore. Totally. But I also intuitively knew too. And it was like, I was ignoring all of that. So I was, I was really like, I was abandoning myself completely. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, so the more times that, that I did that, the universe was like, okay, Megan, or when are you going to listen? Right. Mm-hmm. And so it kept handing me bigger signs. I was like, okay, we're going to, you know, stress you out to the point where you lose weight and your skin, you know, is fucked up or whatever. You start losing your friends or, um, you lose your fucking job or one day, you know, you and your boyfriend get in a, in a confrontation so great that, you know, he throws you across the room or he pulls your hair or, you know, he calls you a whore 18 million times. I mean, the list of names that I was called is actually disgusting. I look back at it and I'm like, wow. But it's like, it's like the universe will continue to hand you signs until one day it like smacks you in the face with a two by four. Yeah. Right. And it's like, okay, are you ready to fucking listen yet? Right. Like I got to the point where it was like, I take my own life or I let him take my life Mm -hmm. or I get out. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was like either I die or I get out. So Again, your signs get big enough, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it was basically it comes down to self-love and what you will tolerate and the standards that you have. 100%. And the yeah. thing is, it's like I had friends, I had family, I had people telling me the whole no time say to get out. Like they were like, Megan, you need to get out. Megan, you need to get out. And it was like until I was honestly ready to let go and to get out of that situation. And I had had enough of my own shit that I finally was like, Oh, okay. I'm out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And it's, it's crazy because I literally just stopped responding. Like he would send me message after Mm -hmm. message after message. And it was just like, Nope, I've had enough. I am done. And I literally, he's tried to bait me. He tried to bait me as literally, I'm not even kidding. August was the last time he sent me a message. August? August. What did he say in August? Okay, so I downloaded I downloaded an app. Oh, like a messenger yeah, yeah, app. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, he, and he was on this particular messenger yeah. app, and it was one area that I hadn't obviously blocked him because it was right. a new app that I downloaded, right, right, and he right, still right. had my number saved. What did he say again? And he literally, he literally, uh, like, 
like messaged me in August being like, hey, hope, hope everything's well, or it's like, hope you're well, um, you know, sorry for everything or something like that, XO. And I was like, it was not only that, but it was in the middle of the fucking night. Like, come on. <laughs> like, you're, I, like, are you kidding me? I guarantee you that he was fucked when he sent it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, that's how long it went. Like it Jesus. literally, and I, I could have, he could have, he tried to bait me that many times. Like it was like over and over and over and over again. And I, and I was like, nope, 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 nope. Like tried to get me to come to the apartment to pick up stuff that wasn't like, that was mine that I left there, like all sorts of stuff. And I was like, honestly, I, if I've dealt without it with for this long, yeah, like, I, don't I don't fucking need it. Cause I don't need to talk to you. <laughs> You know, yeah, that was a good point you said. Because when I was in like high school and it um had some of my friends being in like not great relationships and stuff, and like you can tell them till they're like blue in the face, and then I actually was like, Hey, like I can't be your friend anymore because of like what the fuck, like you in this relationship, like I can't keep you keep asking for advice yeah. and then I keep giving it and then you do the opposite and then it wasn't until like it literally it t- this, <laughs> the table's turn I'm in a similar really similar I am in a similar simulation where am I I was just thinking about jumping to you was that you are until you have been through something no one's gonna listen and it's just like okay forget everything that I fucking said like and I even said sorry to some of my friends like from back in high school being like I'm sorry I gave you that ultimatum or whatever I just didn't know what it was like and now I've actually fucking been in your shoes know what it's like no one can tell you anything Except you, like you're saying, when you get rid, right. du- um, right. when you're fucking sick of your own fucking bullshit, it's like, yeah, nobody can tell you. As At the chocolate. same time, I also will say that the people in my life that were honest with me are the people that are still in my life, yes. right? So like the friends with that were that were like, oh, okay, whatever, and like just stood by and, and really didn't say anything and didn't kind of kick my ass about it are not the people that are still in my life. Like I have great, I feel like I have great friends because at that time, so many of them were like, you need to get the fuck out of this relationship because he's going to kill you, right? And like, we'll be here for you. But there was also times where they were like, you know, I had one friend who actually told me, she was like, Megan, I can't be your friend while you're still with him. Yeah. And like, I respect the shit out of that. Yeah. Because it's hard to watch your friend. Yeah. Basically like self-destruct. Yeah. Really at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's like I was hurting myself and she couldn't watch me hurt myself anymore. Right. It's like basically handing me a knife every time. Here you go. You want to cut yourself some more? Here you go. Why not? It's very hard to watch. Right. It's like a good, a good friend will not do that. Right. My sister, Went through a similar situation, like when she was in her twenties too. She was dating a um a heroin head, oh, a heroin head, heroin head, a heroin head. That's a new term for somebody heroin that's head. an addict. Yeah, oh. she um he would smoke it, mm. and there were even times like I remember times with them. We won't go down there that road, anyways. But, but yeah, her best friend since she was in grade two was like. I can't fucking watch this shit no, anymore. No, no. And so she stopped, they stopped talking for like over a year. Wow. But 
But you have, friends it's now. Tough love. They're friends now. Exactly. It's yeah. tough love. It is. And, yeah. I've just seen it on both ways now. And at the same time, like, I can never give fucking advice if I haven't been there myself. And I'm I, not going to yeah. fucking preach to people if yeah. I haven't experienced it. You know, that brings up a good that brings up a good point. I feel that um, the gifts that we're given in our life are, are basically conducive to, like, what we're meant to do. Okay? Whether or not mm-hmm. you believe in that shit or not. <clears throat> but I feel as though the cards I was dealt in my life will help me be better at what I am doing now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like all like I what I do now for anyone who wants to know. What do I'm a, you do I'm, now? A pers- I'm a personal trainer, but I I'm also a nutrition coach and along with both of those positions, I feel there's a level of like therapy <laughs> that's involved, right? And having been through really difficult situations myself, I can understand like being in those in in someone's shoes essentially if they were in the same boat right and like basically got to the point where I wasn't taking care of myself I wasn't exercising I wasn't eating well I wasn't sleeping well I wasn't doing any of those things and it's like helping somebody to build those things back up is now what I do for a living and it's like I feel like I was again given that experience so that I could truly experience what that was like um so that I can empathize more with the clients that I that I work with um so in a ways like I said, I, I, I don't look at that period of time in my life. It was dark, yes. It was very challenging, yes. But at the same time, I also feel it was a gift in a lot of ways. Um, and it was the best way for me to learn how to love myself again. Which is now what I teach people to do. <laughs> so, and you helped me through it. It's like so funny. Our like paths were very parallel and similar. And like I basically at the end, like the start of... Quarantine. Yeah, you helped me because I was going through the exact same thing and I had to call off a relationship because like the well, like I <clears throat> I ignored the my intuition at the beginning and let it go on for way too goddamn long, but then it got like a little bit physical in March and I was like, Okay, hey, I need to draw the line because yeah, he wasn't yeah, he was just like, Oh, I was just upset and it's like, Okay, well you'll just upset and you'll just punch me next time. Like, like no well, and that's just it, right? And it's I, like, yeah, I had to leave. I loved the person, still have some lingering whatever with that and you know, it's hard to do. It's like you love the person, but you gotta fucking love yourself more. Yeah. And leave. And you also helped me with that too a lot, quite a bit. The, I had it was it was really interesting. So after I left after I left my ex, my most recent ex, not my ex husband. Mm-hmm. My most recent ex, the one who was abusive. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting and having a conversation with a man who was in his nineties. And I think I had just gotten back from like running or something. Where were you? How did I was, you talk to someone in their nineties? Well, I was I was so I was living with my dad at the time, uh-huh. and he was he was like someone basically in the area. So my dad owns mm. a small business in the shoe shop, mm. and that was where I was staying at the time. And this man came by for a beer or for lunch or whatever. Okay, and so, so he was sitting on he the was deck. In his nineties. Yeah, he's Damn. sitting on the deck and he's talking to my dad's girlfriend at the time, and she's like, "Megan, I really think that you need to talk to this man." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." So I ended up having this conversation with him, and at one point he asked me, he goes, "Who?" He goes, "Let me ask you a question. Who's the most important person in your life?" And at that point, I was like, "Me, I am." And he was like, "You're really ahead of your time." Because he's like, most people wouldn't say that. And it's, it's true. But at the end of the day, even, even if you're someone with kids, you're, you're only 
good to your kids if you are first good to yourself. And I, I, I can't identify with like that idea of being a mom and, and putting yourself putting yourself second because I've heard that's what happens, right? Like you completely, it's just like the most selfless mm-hmm. act you could ever have. Exactly. Is, we is can't talk each other. about it. Because and so like I've never, experience. yeah, I've never experienced it, but mm-hmm. I can, I can say that like I have put myself in positions where I have not put myself first. So it might not be the same, but the principle is the same. And if you do not put yourself first, then then who are you who are you serving really at the end of the day because you can't be a good mom to your kids if you're not first being a good person to yourself right if you're not putting yourself first and you're not filling your own cup first who the fucks are like how are you filling anyone else's cup right so yeah when he asked me that question and and it it was it was a really great moment of obviously self awareness at that point too that I was like oh well like I've actually done some work at this point <laughs> but it's also it's actually what my business is is founded on so the most important person in your life is you and if you're having issues putting yourself first then I always say hey like you could hire me but <laughs> <laughs> and I can help you with that but at the, at the end of the day right it's that's that's really it. Your face is changing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm looking at your face and I just I'm like, I can't even fucking do this anymore. <laughs> Cameron, we don't have to continue <laughs> We can come back to it at a later <laughs> time. Mm, I'm just trying to like it again. <laughs> we need to go sit in the fucking hammock. How can we end it? How can we end it in like a good way? You're just staring at me blankly. I was like, the most important person in your life is you and you're like, like you're like looking at me, you're like <laughs> I wish I could see her. You're like, wow. Oh, just like <laughs> jaw drop. No, of course. It is. This <laughs> <laughs> is the most important person is yourself because exactly what you said i don't need to say it again because you already said it <laughs> <laughs> just to reiterate yes the most per- important person that's why they freaking i say it all the time that's what they say in the goddamn planes <laughs> put that goddamn mask on yourself hey i made a post about that for others you know because it's exactly you can't be your best self if you're fucking giving oxygen to other people before you god damn it people <laughs> <laughs> she's talking to herself right now. <laughs> I do do that <clears throat> <laughs> Megan what do, with your degree in PE and all of, <laughs> all of your beautiful things that you've gone through especially in the last two years yeah, it's, been, it's, been, a been, a it's been a lot it's been a lot especially this year has been a lot I feel like we could good. do podcasts about both of us for years <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> Where can people find you? Like you say, you also are a personal trainer now and help people love. They help people to love to themselves. Know, exactly, self love <laughs> coach. Maybe that's what you should be a self love coach. Well, that's kind oh of what god. I am already. Oh my god. Okay, so. <laughs> so. Where can people? <laughs> where, where can people find me? I'll just help you out here, Shan. <laughs> <laughs> Someone is feeling the mushrooms a lot more than me. So uh, my Instagram handle is at Megan Elaine, and that's my my name is spelled M E G H A N. Yeah, the cool way. And Elaine is spelled E L A Y N E, 
also the cool way. But it's not Golombowski, it's Elaine. It, well, so no, my middle, my middle name is Elaine. Got it. <clears throat> my last name is Golombowski. Yes. <laughs> That's too hard. So, yeah, you can... You, you, <laughs> it's easy, actually. It's a rhyme. We always used to make fun... My mom and I always used to, like, say it. Or, well, I guess not just my mom and I, but, like, oh, our what, whole family, it? we had a rhyme with the last name. Say it. To spell it. Say it. You ready? Yeah. G-O-L-E-M-B-L-A-S-K-I. How is that a rhyme? It's kind of, or not a rhyme, but like a... A song? Kind of. <laughs> it's okay. kind of like a song. It's kind of like super fragile... Calis- How do you say that? I don't even know. Super Calis- Super Calis- Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we forgot to tell them about Jabatuya. We oh, yeah. Okay, you talk to them because I have to pee. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay, so Jabatuya was a was a uh, I guess person that Shannon and I came up with one time. Well, was it when we were high? Shen. I think we just started talking. Yeah, so we started talking in a funny way. It started out with the phrase I cannot <laughs> and then it just basically it just went from there and so then we ended up kind of talking like a poo like from the simpsons and then we figured out um later on that there was also a another man who sounded similar <laughs> to us and his last name was jabadia so we decided to call our personality uh that we came up with jabatuya and so now it's got. We've got to be channeling someone. Jabatuya is his name. Jabatuya. <laughs> the curtains were moving and there was like, fuck, they're breathing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it hit me hard. The curtains are breathing for Shannon. Yeah, you don't feel anything. Not yet. Nothing. Well, well I'm feeling it. Yeah, but I'm not. Walk around. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Smell the bathrooms. Oh my god. Anyways, Megan, I love you. You'll be on again. We can talk about all our all our journeys and stuff through 2020. Maybe we'll talk about that. It'll be like an ending episode because I've learned we could so do, much. We could do an ending to 2020 with a podcast uh, oh, where yeah, we talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. 2020. We totally should. And because yeah. hindsight is 2020. Uh-huh. Whoa. Whoa. Megan. It's wild. Yeah. Namaste. Namaste. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking namaste. Bitch. (laughs)